you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's a lot of expectations on this football team. They're dangerous. Watch out. To achieve the results you want, it doesn't happen on game day. It happens today with every breath you take. quarterbacks of all time push each other make it hurt it's time to rewrite our story hello and welcome to the second season of the hard knocks podcast i am dan hansis Longtime hard knocks scribe for nfl.com and yes long-suffering jets fan since 1988 and i'm joined by my lovely co-host and a fellow Hard Knocks addict, Colleen Wolf. Connie, we doing this again. We're running it back. I'm so excited for you specifically because I get to watch you kind of live and die by this Hard Knocks season with the Jets. And that's a whole different layer. This is a whole new thing for me. I can't wait. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, I've always loved the show. And uh, when the rumors are percolating out there about it, the Jets being involved uh, with this season, especially after the arrival of Aaron Rodgers, it, it seemed too good to be true. And now here we are. Um, this is our episode previewing the five run episode of Hard Knocks starting on Tuesday, August 8th, uh, focusing on the Jets for the second time in the program's history. Connie, obviously a legitimate buzz and anticipation around this season in New York, both because of the memories of how fun the Rex Ryan season was back in 2010, but more so because of Rogers, obviously, and how he's kind of taken this team and transformed it from this downtrodden squad, which, by the way, owns the longest uh, postseason drought in North American professional sports entering this season uh, into as Hard Knocks producers are selling it this season in the trailer. Uh, you heard at the top of the show, the most compelling team in football 
And I have to say, Connie, this is all a little bit overwhelming for me. <laughs> but it's not I wrong, love right? It. I love it. Like they might not be no. the the Super Bowl favorite, um, but pound for pound, just like storylines, juice. There's nobody like the Jets right now, which is just considering what the last decade or so has been like. It's it's pretty crazy how how quickly change happens in the NFL. This sets up so perfectly. First of all, they could not buy publicity like this for the show that they've received over the last week with all week and a half, I guess now with all of the Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett fire like that is just such it's like catnip right now for me. And as a Jets fan, I can't even imagine because with the Eagles. When they started to get good the year that they won the Super Bowl, that's when I started kind of like feeling like everyone started talking about the Eagles more nationally. There was buzz that it was right that they were getting it. They they should have been getting all of that buzz, but it still, to me, felt so strange for the Eagles to be that team. And now I feel like with you, it's like the Jets right now. It's all anyone wants to talk about. And rightfully so because of everything that's happened like method man was at training camp the other day when i was hosting itc and i was in pittsburgh and all i wanted to do was be with the jets <laughs> and method man that was my first ever concert i went to was red and at yes in philadelphia i was so starstruck and i think steve Smith senior was starstruck too talking to him at jets like it's just it's real. It's going to be such a good season for it to be in New York, for it to be around this team that has been, as you said, so downtrodden for so many years. And then to have the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers there, who love him or hate him, he's going to make people talk. And I've also done like a total 180 on him just from one soundbite. So I can't wait to see how I feel from the beginning of this series until the end. Wow. One soundbite. Do you happen to have that yeah. one soundbite? You know what? I think we should take a listen to it. This is Aaron Rodgers breaking down the huddle at camp the other day. Aaron, what do you got for us, man? Oh, I got nothing, man. I'm just happy to be out here, excited to be with you guys. All I'm going to say is this camp is a long camp, right? Let's just enjoy the little things every single day, right? Take time to laugh a little bit. Find a conversation at lunchtime with somebody new. Don't always sit with the same group. Get to know your teammates a little bit. That's part of the leadership role. Just enjoy the little moments. It goes by fast, and you get to be really old and gray and savoring every little moment. So savor them right now. Cues on three. One, two, three. Cues. Connie, he seems Rogers this deep into his career after that incredible run with the Packers and then how it ended. He does seem revitalized and and really excited to be kind of at the the, the focal point of this team. What what is it about that clip that you kind of you were gravitating towards? It's just sort of like I am so used to hearing Aaron Rodgers with the media be just kind of standoffish standoffish and kind of brush things off and maybe be a little arrogant about things. And that was just genuine and sincere to me. And the message of just enjoy the little moments. It goes by fast. Savor every moment. I think for me, I just take anything that. I I use football as an analogy for everything in my life because we're around football so much. And so when I heard that, he's talking about training camp, but I hear it as life. And so that to me just felt like a really sweet little window into what we don't normally see. And I also loved that Nathaniel Hackett 
he threw to him was like, Aaron, what do you got for us, babe? And that <laughs> just, it really, really, really made me so happy to hear Hackett call Aaron Rodgers babe. Like, that's it. I'm yeah. In. Yeah. That, the, the Hackett of it all, and it really is a gift from the football gods, a gift from the NFL films gods that Sean Payton, Broncos head coach, uh, trashes Hackett and the previous regime in Denver. Hackett, of course, flamed out spectacularly in his uh, didn't even make it through the last season with Russell Wilson, at quarterback. And here's Hackett now trying to resuscitate his career. Aaron Rodgers, in a lot of ways, threw him this lifeline, even if he didn't do it directly, uh, because everyone knows Hackett is so close to Rodgers that it could call him babe. So the Jets don't get it twisted here. The Jets very pointedly after uh, the disappointment of Zach Wilson in the past two years targeted Hackett. Yes, because he has a pedigree and has had success in his career before Denver, but also and especially because he's very close to Aaron Rodgers in what was part of a long, long period of courtship that led to the Jets landing Rodgers. So for this Show to start with the cameras, the crews at Jets camp, right when Peyton gets a little loose and out of pocket with USA Today. Uh, it's, it was wonderful. And you saw Rogers spoke with Peter Schrager of NFL Network candidly uh, about, um, uh, I believe, Sean Peyton, keep my coach's names out of your mouth as if he's going to beat the hell out of him in week five. But what I really liked, Connie, was Robert Sala stepping up to the podium. And there's been talk about whether, you know, the Jets and other teams wanted to be on the show. But you see Sala kind of embracing the moment and uh, issuing a clapback to Peyton, to the media. And we just play the clip, Connie. But I thought, since this is the Hard Knocks podcast, the premiere of season two, uh, why don't we put a little of that iconic David Robido uh, yes. score underneath as a little preview, as a little taste of of how that wonderful uh, soundtrack for Hard Knocks for uh, two decades and counting uh, really dresses up everything and makes it even better. Here is Sala with a little Robido accompaniment. Well, I'm not going to acknowledge Sean on that. Is he? You know, he's been in the league a while. He can say whatever the hell he wants. But uh, but as far as you know, what we have going on here, it's um, you know the I kind of live by saying if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away, you know, it's uh, obviously we're doing something right. If you got to talk about us when we don't play until week four and I'm good with it, you know, but, uh, you know, the guys in our locker room, they, they've earned everything that's coming to them um, um, and really excited about what's going on. I think Hackett's doing a phenomenal job here and the uh, coaching staff is doing a phenomenal job and, and we're focused on us. I get it. There's a lot of external noise. There's a lot of people who are hating on us. There's a lot of people looking for us to fail. There's a lot of crows pecking at our neck. Uh, but yeah, all baby. you can do is spread your wings, keep flying high until those crows fall off and suffocate from the in inability to breathe. That's all I'm going to acknowledge I get into later. Wait a <laughs> Hold on a second. Um, wow. Robert Sala, he's going to be a star. I already know it. The If you ain't got no haters, then you ain't popping, so hate away. That needs to be – someone needs to take uh, like a rap like, bed and, and, and remix that for me because that could be that could be huge um but the way that he goes off at the end and all of a sudden like they're flying and, and crows are suffocating like that gave me a little bit of dan campbell vibes mm. that i was not expecting a little twist oh, i love robert sala this is gonna be such a good season yeah uh, sala was built for this dan campbell of course the head coach of the lions we 
We chronicled that show last summer, and it was a great season of Hard Knocks, which I think is also building into the anticipation for this year because I thought the, the Lions season kind of revitalized interest uh, in this long-running uh, franchise in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't wait to see um, how the, uh, the Jets as a whole kind of react to the cameras and how you see who, who steps up and who becomes um, larger-than-life figures like a Jamal Williams or Deuce Staley last year because mm-hmm. uh, you never know. And, and, you know, along the lines of, again, as a fan of the team, uh, beyond just covering the sport, I think about what are the, the real-life the real storylines to track that you could actually, what is the news value potentially in having the Hard Knocks production team there? Um, first and foremost for me is Aaron Rodgers and, and the progress of this offense. Uh, I think, I think, and I'm going to, we're going to share some, our MVP predictions a little bit later. We're going to share a, a, maybe a fearless prediction uh, for the season a little bit later, but I want to see how the offensive line is coming together with Rogers and not a new offense, but in new surroundings and a new environment. Um, also, Connie, how about a little Garrett Wilson versus sauce Gardner? Ooh practicing every day the offensive player of the year against the defensive player of the year that's got to be catnip for hard knocks oh that's gonna be so so good I mean the offensive line is gonna get so much attention that is that's like for me also number one um but I'm excited to see this group of wide receivers behind Garrett Wilson like Michael Hardman coming in and what like what does Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, how, where did they fit into the puzzle? And it's just like, it's so, there's so many different ways you can go and there's so many storylines. And I know that the Jets didn't want this and they publicly said it, but to me, that makes it even better. Sure. Yeah, lean into it at this point. Other storylines, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, um, as of this recording, is not a member of the New York Jets, but he's been to camp. He's he's taking selfies with fans. He's taken a physical with the team. Um, that is a storyline set against the backdrop of Brees Hall, who I thought, you know, I know Garrett Wilson won Rookie of the Year. I think if Brees, uh, Brees Hall doesn't blow out his knee last year um, in October, I think he wins Offensive Player of the Year, uh, Rookie of the Year in a walk. That's how incredible mm-hmm. his rookie year uh, was shaping up to be before that unfortunate injury. How is his recovery documented on the show? Sometimes on Hard Knocks, you expect when you're it's covering a team that has a high-profile player coming back from injury, you expect that to be a storyline. But what happens is these guys are rehabbing kind of off to the side in their own their own world. You end up not seeing them at all. I'd like to see where Brees Hall is at. And then the one more um, one more Colleen I have is the Zach Wilson of it all. I mean, oh yeah, the, this Aaron Rodgers, this saga, and this whole new world that the Jets are in. It's because of number eight, Aaron Rodgers. And the only reason Rodgers is here is because the Jets used a number two overall pick on a kid out of BYU, Zach Wilson, two years ago, who flamed out in an epic manner. Who, by the way, his hero growing up was, wait for it, Aaron Rodgers, the most compelling team in football. And now they're working together in the quarterback room. He is the number two quarterback of the Jets. And uh, to go from the face of the franchise to the background with Aaron Rodgers, and being the understudy, I'm just inter- I'd be interested to learn about Wilson and his journey because it's been it's very unusual uh, his path for as a number one, uh, number two overall pick and where he is now in just year three. 
Yeah, and we're taping this on Thursday night of Hall of Fame weekend. So the Hall of Fame game is tonight. I'm in Canton. So I, as soon as we're done recording this, I'm going to head over to the stadium. Zach Wilson is starting in the game. And I just want to get a feel for our Hard Knocks team. Like, I want to see them live. I want to know what, I'm just like excited for there to be a game, even though it doesn't really like count as a game. But (laughs) it's going to feel like a game and that the Jets are there, like, that's the only reason I'm going. I mean, yeah, and we'll get it. We got Rich Semini of ESPN uh, about to uh, throw in an interview that I did with Rich uh, a day ago, um, and we're going to touch on the Jets being, again, the center of everything right now in Canton with uh, the Hall of Fame inductions and then the game. A lot to get to. In fact, why don't we do that? Why don't we throw it uh, to uh, my conversation with Rich Semini, longtime scribe, covering the Jets, and then we'll uh, come back and we'll share some predictions and we'll say goodbye. Stay right there. All right, welcome back to the Hard Knocks podcast preview of the New York Jets' second time on this illustrious program. And I, I could not have a better guest to talk about the Jets and the history of the team and the history of the team on Hard Knocks than the great Rich Samini, who has covered this team since 1989. That's longer than any beat writer in the history of the organization. So when you want Jets history, if you want an idea of the, the pain of the franchise and p- perhaps a path to glory, Samini is the guy. Welcome, Rich, to the Hard Knocks podcast. Well, I thank you, Dan. All I had two words, Joe Walton. That was the first coach I covered. That gives you uh, some semblance of perspective of where I'm coming from. My goodness. Uh, you know, and thanks, Rich, for giving us uh, some some of your time here during a very busy summer. You know, next stop for you, I know, is Canton for the Hall of Fame game. That's a Jets game. And there's the Hall of Fame inductions of Darrell Rivas and, and Klecko, who you always pounded the table for Klecko as a man who deserved it. And he did. And now he's going in. Uh, the Jets... And you know, Rich, better than anyone, things change quickly in pro football. But the Jets are the hottest ticket in the sport right now. And now you got hard knocks coming up. This is kind of all wild, obviously, with Rodgers at the center of everything. Yeah, I would say that it's probably the uh, biggest buzz, the buzziest time in Jet history that I've covered, at least. I mean, in 08 with Brett Favre, you know, it was pretty it was pretty wild. It was pretty hyped up there. But that was that happened so fast. You know, he didn't get here until early August. And so that was like the accelerated buzz program. This has been kind of a gradual build really since March when Rodgers came out publicly and said, I want to play for the Jets. So this has been more of a slow build. And it is uh, it's insane around Jet Camp. I mean, every day there's celebrities walking the sideline. Uh, Leah Schreiber the other day, Method Man. You know, was out there. I was standing next to him uh, on the sideline a couple of days ago. So you just never know who's going to show up. And everyone wants to be around the Jets these days, I guess. Which is bizarre because, you know, we've been doing our Around the NFL podcast this going into our 11th season. And, and that coincides with the longest dry stretch of any team in North American sports in terms of the postseason. So for this team to have this amount of buzz, there is a, an element of is Lucy going to take the football away? Everything's been going right so perfectly so far for the most part uh besides like makai beckton or whatever but in general you feel so good about it and i just like in the on the hard knock side of thing things rich i just want to start a little bit with like the the hand wringing um from the jets and all the other teams initially about we don't want to be on hard knocks 
keep us out of that show. And then I got to call BS, uh, Rich, because then you see the drama around Sean Payton, Nathaniel Hackett, and uh, the comments that were made by Payton, uh, obviously out of pocket. And then Sala steps up to the podium and he has a very prepared response. He's quoting rap lyrics. It, it, what was it? If you, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Right. Thank you, Robert. Um, and all I could think is he's embracing this and he's not going to say it because he's a big, you know, tough football guy and, and cameras are bad. But what better vehicle for a head coach uh, in this league? And head coaches have egos. It's not just the players. Then hard knocks like this is a huge star making vehicle for Robert Sala. And I was happy to see that because it's clear. And he had I heart. HK shirt at the start of camp. He's leaning into this now, and that's going to be good for everybody, including the viewers of the show. Yeah, I mean, the Jets will be entertaining. I think Aaron Rodgers is the most interesting guy in the NFL right now. So they'll, that'll be a huge storyline, obviously, in the in the first and many episodes. And yeah, the Jets pushed back. I mean, they came out publicly and said, we do not want to do hard knocks, and the NFL has the right to make anybody do it. And they, I'm glad the NFL pushed back, you know, because no one wanted to see New Orleans or Chicago on Hard Knocks. Everyone wanted to see the Jets, I think, from a fan perspective, from an entertainment value. You wanted to see the Jets. You got the Jets. But, you know, it's so crazy. Just a quick little snapshot. On Sunday, Dalvin Cook was visiting the Jets. And part of me thinks that that was a whole thing staged for Hard Knocks. Everywhere he walked on the practice field, there was a boom mic over his head. There was a camera, <laughs> eavesdrive, but he was talking to Woody Johnson on the sideline. There you see the boom mic over their heads. I guarantee you that's going to be in the first episode, you know, free agent talking to the owner. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely the presence around camp for sure. I would say, Rich, that, uh, you know, my my fandom is leaning and, you know, I'm a Jets fan and the 2010 Hard Knocks, and I, I wrote, I basically covered the Hard Knocks beat for NFL.com for 10 years. This is the second year we're doing a podcast off it. I still don't think there was a better season than the Rex Ryan 2010 season, which coincided with the Jets' last playoff appearance, getting to the AFC title game, the peak of the Rex era. Um, you were there for that. And is there a, a difference uh, in terms of how it looks and feels, is it, is it seem busier around the camp um, or is it more or less got a similar vibe to 2010? It's, it's a little different. I mean, back then, Rex Ryan was completely unfiltered, you know, so with Rex, he, he would say he would say anything. And uh, I, I don't think you're going to see as many F-bombs in this year's Hard Knocks. Robert Sala <laughs> does not curse. Uh, at least he doesn't around us it's just not his thing and, and when, when I remember writing a story on Rex after the first episode there were so many f-bombs that he actually made a crack at a press conference that said I got a call from my mother she was very upset about all the cursing and you remember Tony Dungy came out at the time and said you know there wasn't cool with that much cursing oh in the pipe down Dungy it's know, Dungy with the, the moralizing the all the time he said the league uh, should look into it Goodell should you know look into this and I remember reaching out to the NFL for a comment and I got an email back from Greg Aiello, the PR guy at the time. I said, are you guys going to do anything? And he goes, he wrote back and he said, I think Rex's mother has already handled this. And so, <laughs> so it became kind of a story about Rex's cursing. I'm pretty sure we're not going to have a cursing issue in this hard knocks. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah. In terms of um, the key to a hard knock season is 
kind of the breakout stars, the the charismatic guys. Sometimes they'll surprise you. It could be a undrafted free agent linebacker. It could be the second string running back. It could be a star in the team. Uh, do you have any anybody that comes to mind as a player or maybe somebody from the coaching staff uh, that jumps out as a potential hard knocks MVP? We have a whole voting system, Colleen and I, uh, that we tabulate as the season goes along. Like, who should we be keeping an eye out on odds-wise? I think they're going to try to make something out of Michael Clemens, their defensive end uh, from Texas A&M, a second-year player. He is a, a man of few words, but uh, you saw him coming into training camp in the carrying that bat from uh, you know the barbed wire bat in. Um, so I, I think I think Clemens, even though he doesn't say a lot, you can make something out of it. He's a very intimidating guy. He's his body is just sculpted, so they can try to make something out of Michael Clemens. I think Nathaniel Hackett is a really energetic, outspoken guy. I think his meetings are are really different. I mean, they play Jeopardy in, in the quarterback meetings, which is of course perfect for Aaron Rodgers because you know he's mm-hmm. hosted in the past. So I can see something with Hackett. He's got that kind of personality. And, uh, and of course, Rodgers will be uh, everything he says on the field, just little words of wisdom that he's sharing with teammates. That'll all be, you know, gobbled up. I'm sure that that'll make some some good copy. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of meat on the bone with Hackett from a narrative standpoint. And then Peyton served up this like gorgeous meal on a platter for episode. Yeah. One, because you keep hearing and you hear it all the time uh, for people on the outside fans, the coaches say, oh, Hackett makes it fun. But I never really you never really hear how he makes it fun. So the opportunity here, I mean, this is a huge spot for Hackett, too, who's who got a lifeline from the Jets. And let's face it, Rogers coming off yeah. what was Peyton was not wrong about that, a disaster of a season. And I could definitely see him coming off uh, very well on the show. Um, we do have to get to the Rogers of it all. Uh, Rich, uh, because let's let's frame it this way. Eight years ago, Rich, I call you up and you've always been very um, nice and um, sharing of your time. And I always appreciate it. But back in 2015, you were nice enough to grant me an interview for this write up series I was doing on NFL.com called the pain rankings. We talked about a supposed curse of Broadway Joe. And you said this to me. I don't really think it's a curse. They don't have a quarterback. If they have a quarterback, they wouldn't have this problem. The ownership has changed. The coaches have changed. They've changed stadiums. Everything has changed. I just think if they could ever find a quarterback, it could get them over the hump. They have a quarterback now, Rich. Uh, have you had the opportunity to have any one-on-one interaction with Rodgers? And, and I know we mentioned Favre, which felt totally different, including Favre never really wanted to be with the Jets. He's just trying to get to the Vikings to stick it to right. the Packers. That's not how Rodgers is. You, you can talk about his contract restructuring, just how he's carrying himself. When um, How has been the Rodgers of it all of the Jets? So, you know, it, it, we got the ultimate battle set up here. It's Rodgers versus the curse. It's like two powerful <laughs> forces going against each other. Who will prevail? Rodgers has been great to deal with. You know, and obviously he's been trying really hard to be accommodating, um, both public relations wise with the fans, you know, going to all those events around, you know, New York City, the Tonys, the Broadway shows, MSG. And then even with the media, he's been fantastic. Um, just I mean, we have not had one on one interviews with him. We did get an opportunity to spend a little bit of time with him 
uh, some of the writers away from the microphones back in this, back in, I guess it was May or June. And so that was cool, you know, to get to know him a little bit. Uh, but he's been great. He gives you such thoughtful answers. Uh, he says he welcomes hard questions. He goes, he prefers hard questions. I can't remember ever an athlete coming out and saying, give me hard questions. You know, so we'll see how he reacts if he throws uh, three picks against Buffalo on September 11th. You know, it's like, hey, Aaron, what happened on this pick? Is he going to be as accommodating then? Uh, we'll find out. But he's he's hit all the right notes, Dan. I mean, he couldn't have scripted a better first few months with a new team in a new city. I mean, between you and I and the people listening, is is that man, when you listen to him and you converse, is he for real? Is he, you know, full of it? I don't know. If you ask the Green Bay writers, they might say he's full of it. But, you know, they were around the guy for 18 years. So I can understand the fatigue factor. I've never covered a player for 18 years. God knows no one on the Jets ever lasts that long. <laughs> it's more of a revolving door situation. So I wouldn't know what that's like. But uh, he seems genuine to me. I, I don't know. Ask me again in, in a few months. Um uh, you know, when there's going to there's going to be hard times, this is not going to be an easy thing. I mean, he's he's learning a new I mean, he's not learning a new offense, but he's trying to teach a new offense to all these players. It's not going to click automatically. There's going to be some rough patches. They'll probably happen early. And so we'll find out a little bit more then. But all I can go by is what I see and what I hear. And, it's, and he's been fantastic so far. It is going to be a goldmine of storylines and a uh a season that everyone should be excited about, uh, Jets fans and otherwise. Rich, any hard knocks predictions before we say goodbye? Well, uh, I don't think you're going to get the usual hard knocks uh, conclusion where they're cutting players, you know, in the last episode or, you know, leading up to that. I think the Jets are philosophically opposed to that. And I'm sure you know the reason, right, Dan? I mean, Joe Douglas when in the first hard knocks with the Baltimore Ravens way back in uh, 2000 or 2001, uh, Joe Douglas was the poor sap who got to walk around and tell players to bring their playbook. Uh, he was back. the Turk. He was the Turk. Whoa. The, I did not know that. That was his first job in the NFL. He was a low level personnel assistant, basically right out of college, you know, and he was the guy. So he got FaceTime on hard knocks knocking on doors saying coach wants to see you bring I mean, it was playbook. ruthless in the early years of that show too like they yeah they leaned into that that side of it for the dramatic effect obviously yeah so i remember talking to joe in recent years and he that i think that left some scars he just hated doing that um so i would be surprised if we see that happening uh on on hard knocks i don't think the jets are going to do that and uh, I can see why Joe Douglas would have some uh, some thoughts, some deep-seated emotions from having done it himself. So I think you won't see that. That'll be my prediction. And here's a wild prediction. I mean, could they take a page out of the Revis handbook, playbook from 2010? Could there be a Dalvin Cook returning on the last episode of Hard Knocks signing with the Jets? Could that be a possibility? I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, do they still go to Cortland? They don't go to Cortland anymore, right? No, there's no Cortland factor. So there's no Roscoe's so, Diner then either. There's no Roscoe, uh, <laughs> which every time I stop at the Roscoe Diner on the way to Syracuse, I always I think, tweet a photo, you know, because it brings back memories of that. But I'm just throwing that out there, Dan. Could there be a, a Dalvin Cook sighting in the last episode? We'll find and, out. 
And God knows, uh, Rich, that there's no shortage of diners in Jersey to go have a pork roll and sign the dotted line. Florham Park Diner right down the road. Boom. Beautiful. Rich, thank you so much for your time. Busy time of year, exciting time of year for the Jets and their beat writers. I texted yeah. you privately that I just want to, before we're all in the ground, I want to be at a Jets Super Bowl with my dad and my brother and Rich Samini covering it from the press box. And I will go up to you and I'll shake your hand, sir. Win, lose, or draw. Well, there will be a winner or loser in that game. But I will be there with you. Let's hope I get to cover something like that. Beautiful. And you get to repent. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. All right. See you then. There he goes. Rich Samini, that guy. Again, 1989, he started covering the team. So wow. he, he knows he knows this squad well. Yeah, he knows them well. And for him to say that this is the buzziest time since he's been with the team since 1989 really speaks to us. Then I'm still on Method Man. I'm just like still so heartbroken well, that I wasn't there that day. But I'm uh, sorry it's about just, that. It's really cool. But I will say Eminem, I don't know. I don't know if Marshall Mathers is watching a lot of Lions games. Uh, I, Method Man's legit. Like he's from Staten Island, yeah. uh, which is the home of many Jet fans. And he, I uh, believe, is a season ticket holder. Uh, I will. I like if I'm going to see celebrity cameos on the sidelines for a buzzy team on Hard Knocks. Make it the real ones. I don't want to see guys pretending. Did you see? Did you see Leif Schreiber, our boy, the longtime oh. narrator of Hard Knocks? They fly him in or wherever they bus him in to meet Aaron Rodgers. This is the first time it's going to be. I assume. I don't know actually if they're going to share it in the the premiere episode. Rodgers meeting Schreiber, who's uh, Rodgers is a big fan of Schreiber like are we going to see that the first time you actually see Leif Schreiber on this program pinch me oh I know I know and like <laughs> listen Dan you know that uh there's nothing I love more than the summer of Connie it is my time That's to like you. truly unplug and let loose but having hard knocks and having this season of hard knocks to kind of have a smooth transition into the work season, into the grind that is the regular season and playoffs and everything. This is the perfect kind of way to end summer of Connie and begin whatever is next. I love it. Beautiful. All right, let's get into uh, last year. We had a very, we have a new producer, Eric Roberts, um, who is going to have to learn about our very detailed tabulation, Connie, <laughs> of how we we do voting on the Hard Knocks MVP. I believe I believe Campbell won it last year. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, but very memorable. But like obviously. Deuce was Deuce Daly was right up there. Who, by the way, Dan, I saw Deuce Daly at Panthers camp, yes. and I know he was like such a huge character on our show last year. And I know him from Philadelphia from covering the team and and seeing him sure. out and about. But I didn't know that like we were like on that like friend level at this point. And he, he ran over to me and was like, "Oh my god, the Philadelphia Queen!" And then <laughs> gave me the best like coach pep talk I didn't even know that I needed in my life. Like talking about my preparation, my approach, my, my, my finish to things. And I was like, huh, I guess I have that, huh? Like, and so he's like, you can really wow. tell that you always come prepared and blah, blah, blah. And I just like walked away being completely, I was reinvigorated and I was just ready to run through a wall for Deuce Daly. The so, Lions let a good but, one get away there. You got to keep deep yes. Deuce in the building. I, 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 now I feel like we maybe should have had him on the show last year. I didn't realize you guys were on uh, such tight terms. Me either. It's great. <laughs> we're friends. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, Deuce is a perfect example. I believe he was the, uh, was he the 
he was an assistant coach and the running backs coach, and he was a standout uh-huh. last year. And that's a nice transition. Deuce, are you listening? Because this is a pretty good way to transition if you like how I do. Anyway, um, Hard Knocks MVP <laughs> predictions. How about this? Yes. Another assistant coach. We mentioned him, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, all you hear uh, and talked about a little bit with Rich just now, all you hear about is how fun he makes things. I want to see it. I want to see what he does. Um, and I think this is a perfect platform for Hackett uh, to show to kind of a little more career rehab for the guy. Um, and in addition to see what makes him different as a coach, because, man, there's not too many coaches calling Aaron Rodgers, babe. Uh, there's a different vibe there. Do you have a? am going to say he's my dark horse MVP pick Hackett offensive coordinator. How about you? Oh, I, I'm I'm completely with you on that, I, especially after listening to Nathaniel Hackett's response to Sean Payton. And he came off so likable. He took the high road. He's like, we all are in glass houses. And this guy is just trying to pick up the pieces of his professional life and move on. And I just think that this is an opportunity, whether or not it's intentional. I think it's going to be unintentional, actually, for Nathaniel Hackett to completely rebrand himself after this season. Um, but it's got the favorite here, right? And I, I, I thought about Sauce because he's got he's larger than life already after just his uh, rookie season and and how right. fantastic that was. But I, I think Sala is made for this just like Campbell was made for this. I think he's really mm-hmm. going to be a guy that's larger than life. I don't know how much we're going to see Aaron Rodgers on the show. If he's on it a lot, it's probably going to, you're going to probably say he's the overall favorite for MVP. Who is your pick? If you had to say who's going to win this thing, our hard knocks MVP for season two of this podcast. I think that because I feel like Robert Sala is going to be the stronger, the strongest MVP candidate, but Hackett probably is going to appear the most. And because of our voting system, I think he's going to end up like outscoring him, Sala. Mm. But I think for me, a dark horse, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Sala. I think Sala, I'm on the spot and I'm back. You know what? No. Number one pick for MVP this year, it's going to be Nathaniel Hackett. I'm going to go with with Hackett. I'm going to go with Hackett. And then my dark horse, who we have not talked about yet, is McCall Hardman. Because he's a dark horse. He's there now. And (laughs) he has such a big personality. I talked with, I spent some time with him last year before training camp at a shoot with a couple soccer players for the international program. And he is so outgoing and bubbly and gregarious. Like he can command attention for a room. Also his Mm. uh, nickname is jet. I don't know if you know that. And so he's got, when he was, Yeah. So he has this like iced out chain that says jet on it. Just feels like he's kind of made for the cameras and New York. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. And I don't want to spook you about your Hackett pick. But uh, remember last year when we did the Hard Knocks podcast on the Lions, we spent half the every episode being like, where's Ben Johnson? He's MIA, the offensive (laughs) coordinator. And then the Lions had one of the best offenses in the league. And now all anybody could talk about is Ben Johnson. So will Hackett be uh, if he gets the Ben Johnson treatment, we're going to be surprised, I guess. But he's such a he's such a juicy uh, narrative topic that I think it's going to be impossible to imagine him not having a big role. I have a fearless prediction. I don't know if you have one kind of I don't want to put you on the spot, but let me let me hear yours. Okay, my my fearless prediction is, you know, the sad hard knocks music. You know, when yeah. it gets, it's sad. 
Um, Makai Backton, a former first round pick who they they've been so patient waiting for him. He's missed the past two years with injuries. He's had condition conditioning issues. There's been a lot of talk about whether he is uh, invested in the way you need to be to be a star. Uh, the Jets kind of would love for him to be a starting tackle this year. He struggled out at the outset of camp here with both uh, his play in practice and also his knee is giving him issues still. My fearless prediction is that you're going to hear the sad hard knocks music after Becton has been traded for a conditional fourth round pick late in training camp. Ooh. And you're going to see his and we don't know how the jet, how much access we're going to get in terms of uh, like a conversation like that. If Becton's in the room, uh, but we're going to see the locker being cleaned out. We're going to see him leaving the facility in a car. Uh, that is a fearless prediction on hard knocks. And that would be for the amount of investment the Jets have had in Becton. Uh, that is my call. Say it ain't so. I don't want to see it, Dan. I'm not going to, I'm not supporting this because I don't want it to be spoken into existence. He's so talented. So... I would love for him to have a great camp and th- that be a positive storyline, but I'll skew a little negative on that one. Rich Samini threw out there also Dalvin Cook. Uh, famously, if you're a Jets fan, you remember the ending, a perfect ending to the Hard Knock season in 2010 was Revis after his long holdout. And as contentious as it was in this meeting at Roscoe Diner in upstate New York, it the show ends with Revis coming onto the field and joining his teammates after signing the contract. Could it be Dalvin Cook, as Samini said? I like that as well. Ooh. That's a little more positive. How about that? That's great. I love these parallels, too. I mean, the I, I totally forgot about that scene with Darrell Revis walking on. It was so dramatic. Like, mm-hmm. this is it's one of the best franchises, Hard Knocks, in I, I, in sports. Like, and because we're so starved for football, it hits at the exact right time during training camp, at least this first one. It's going to be so good, Dan. Absolutely. I cannot wait. It is the greatest uh, sports docuseries ever. And they're not paying me to say that. I've always thought that the Hard Knocks is just different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's wonderfully done, and then they have a great subject in the Jets uh, this season. So we are amped uh, to be back with uh, today's episode and then five more to come starting Tuesday. And, yes, we will have episodes up every Tuesday night on the night of airing. Uh, we'll have that to you, so please have that ready and follow along on the journey with us. Uh, hit the music, Eric, behind the glass. And Colleen, you are on the road doing your thing for NFL Network. But get back to the studio. I'll be without you for a part of the uh, premiere. But for the rest of the ride, it's me and you, Jets. How about that? Let's go. The most Let's compelling team in football. Till Tuesday. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.